Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to Stadium Bets, everybody, here on Stadium. Another week, some more betting. Boys, this is uh, a time of mourning a little bit. It's the last time for some fun college football bets. One of the last times. Yeah, it is, but sad. it was. I feel like it was kind of a, no smile. a tough, weird year, but no, the best is yet to come. Conference championship weekend yeah. is always great, especially this year. I think there could be some really fun scenarios of certain you know teams win and lose on Saturday, and then we have hopefully a really good college football semifinal in about a month, and if we get the games and the teams we want to win, we could be previewing some really fun games for uh for four weeks on this show starting next week where we'll take an early look and maybe just give everyone updates before a final uh preview of these games between Christmas and New Year's. I love it. He's Colby, he's Nate, I'm Ben and Monty is running the sticks as the producer director extraordinaire. Should we start? You ready? Yep. Been waiting. Georgia Alabama. Let's start with the SEC Championship right off the top. Ah. We have uh Georgia at minus 5 and a half as a favorite. Get them at six at some places as well. Kind of depends what what number you're looking for. Total is fifty three and a half. Colby, we'll start with you. Hello. What are you uh, What are you liking about this game? What do you pick? Uh, well, boys, this is a game where if you win, you're in. Yeah. You're in. Okay. Nate disagrees. Some other people disagree, but we're riding with There's Alabama, and I think if Alabama takes takes it in this one, they're in the playoffs. And I think this is the perfect game for Georgia to lose because they have been terrible against the spread all season long. They're eight and four, which means they're playing under expectations while already having a weak schedule. And I think this is the perfect team to upset them. Alabama has been tremendous ever since their loss to Texas. They have been up and up and up and up. And also there's not a many people you can't bet against. And Nick Saban is one of them. Give me the crimson tide, please. Ooh. All right, Nate. What do you like? Yeah, so I, I do agree with Colby in terms of liking Alabama in this game. Also, Georgia 4-8 and eight against the spread, which <laughs> I know isn't great, but it's been better lately, so they are trending in the right direction. Although has, they, had yeah. a, they had a non-cover against Georgia Tech last week. But it's a really similar setup to two years ago. Alabama coming off a miracle Iron Bowl win at Auburn. No one really wants them. Everyone's like, okay, this Bama team has no shot against this undefeated Georgia team. And Alabama went on and won that game with Bryce Young leading the way. Both teams got in the playoff in that scenario. It's a little bit different now. The stakes are higher because Georgia isn't in the playoff yet. They need to win, I think, to, to make it. They could lose and some other scenarios play out, but they're going to be fully motivated to win this game, and I'm not sure if they were two years ago. I think there was kind of a, a knowledge that they don't have to maybe play their best in this game knowing that they had a spot in the playoff. But I think last week that scare against Auburn Provides enough line value on Alabama. If you can get plus six, like that a lot. Right now, five and a half. Let's see where it goes throughout the week. But I will be on Alabama in this game in some way. I just think that you give me Nick Saban, underdog role against a coach and Kirby Smart, if he's familiar with, with this much at stake, I'll take the underdog in a game like this. Even though Georgia, 
is very good at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. They went 3-0 last year, beating Oregon, Ohio State, and then beating LSU in the SE title game a year ago. So it's hard to go against Georgia, but I think this is a a spot to bay the dogs. That familiarity aspect to me is the most important. I mean, Nick Saban knows how to play usually his former coaches, how to play against him, how to game plan for them. So to me, that's why I'm taking Bama plus 5.5. I'd love to take Bama to 6. I'd be interested to see. We're recording on a Wednesday. If that line moves in George's favor, the closer we get to Saturday. And if it does, I'll happily pounce on six, six and a half, whatever it may be. Right. Absolutely. We're all riding Alabama. Oh. That can never that has never gone wrong for us in well, the past. Also, I just want to say if Alabama wins this game, but also Texas wins earlier in the day and Florida State wins at night, I don't think tech, anyone from the SEC will make the playoff. I firmly believe Ooh, that. Texas beat that Alabama by 10 in Tuscaloosa. And I really don't think you can leave out a 13 and 0 ACC winner, power conference winner. Who beat LSU this this year in you know in week one? So that mean anything? It means a lot. It's it you know it, it should matter who you play. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> we we'll, had, we'll was, see how uh, it plays out. It was not even 11 a.m. in the office this morning, and we were arguing college football playoff scenarios with like five or six people. It was exciting. It's yeah, fun is what a couple it, guys. It, it woke you up. It will be a coffee. very interesting Sunday morning if Alabama <laughs> pulls out the outright upset. Let's yeah. say that. I'll, I'll go with Alabama plus five and a half, like my plus six. Again, I think Nick Saban, this is a team, this is a game that this team has been preparing for all season long. And a game against Auburn, I know it's the Iron Bowl, and we talked about how important the rivalry is between those two teams, but you'd have to imagine Alabama's not showing everything that they can do against a pretty bad Auburn team who they expected to possibly blow out. And I think it caught them by surprise that they had to win at the end of the game in the last second touchdown. But I think this Bama team is built and prepared for a team like Georgia. So at the very least, I think it should be close. I'm going to have more on that game in just a bit. But let's go to uh, the Iowa and Michigan game. We'll go to the Big Ten Championship. We will bring in the producer, director extraordinaire, all-around Iowa guy, Michael Montgomery. Do it. Monty, Iowa's better of the week. You're up units. Positive territory. You've done it. Look at you. Only took 12 weeks, but we're here. It's fine. You know, long-term play. Exactly. So. Uh, first half team total over half a point. Yeah, uh, he's doing it. It's just crazy. <laughs> like he's all doing they it, have folks. to do is score. Give me a field goal. Give me a safety. <laughs> Fumble recovery touchdown. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, <laughs> I, love I mean, from a bet. they're playing Michigan. They're not playing Minnesota. They're not playing Illinois. They're not playing Northwestern. Blah, they're not playing blah, Nebraska. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't you don't think the, the have... team that's carrying the flag for the conference and you're just gonna dismiss them? I love it. Have you seen yeah, Iowa's punter from a Big Ten punter. guy like you, you're Monty? Dismissing the team that's carrying the other side of the conference. Oh wow! Oh, Look sir? at that confidence right there. Yeah, the worst division I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so why do you like Iowa? I have, I have no response for that. Uh, I don't know. I have to. <laughs> I have to pick a bet. I'm not very confident. And just give me a point, right? In the first half, they they've the last few weeks they've been this team where the offense has looked okay in the first half, and then in the third quarter they'll have like seven yards of total offense. So I'm not touching the second half. I think maybe they can keep it close in the first half. I thought about Iowa plus thirteen and a half because two years ago the 2021 game was fourteen to three at halftime before it ended forty two to three. So I think if you're doing anything, Iowa, it's got to be first half. They're going to stick to the script. Yeah, you first get the, couple the first drive scripted. Hopefully, we get a field goal out of it, and then we cash our we cash our bet and we go to eight and five. So, and it's an yeah. indoor game, so maybe the uh, the kicking range for your kicker will be uh, a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. Drew, a little bit longer. Drew Stevens uncharacteristically missed two field goals inside forty yards last week at Nebraska. I think he, oh, they were blocked. He'll get too, right. So. 
Yeah, yeah, that don't so, count. Yeah, hey, yeah, just work sure. on some things yeah. this week. Lavar Woods, he'll get the boys in order. We're, we're gonna cash this, no doubt. <laughs> no, I like it. I listen. If there's a bet to make, this bet was trending yesterday on Twitter, so you know people are all over either side of this. Might as well go the over, and it makes sense that uh, Monty wants the no Iowa points. Gonna like, go the over. Yeah, people want a little bit of points, short. but that's a perfect transition because we're gonna go into some other college football bets that we all like for this weekend. I'll start us off with that Iowa Michigan game. I'm going to go Michigan minus 22 and a half. I'm sorry, Monty, but I think, uh, yo, he's giving me the finger. The it's a thumbs up. Yeah, it's a, it's a big thumbs up finger. Uh, I think Michigan, again, is the much better team in this scenario. And I, I'm fine. I'm fine if they give up a field goal in the first half, Monty. It's all right. I need some slack. <laughs> I think not better. I, I think <laughs> you give up a field goal. I honestly want them to give up a field goal. I want it to be 3 nothing Iowa to start this game. Because Michigan loves to play with that chip on their shoulder. They love to play a little bit down early on, and then they come back and roar back. And the second half is their half. Give me minus 22 and a half. Michigan can get 30-plus points here. We were talking about this. They can get the, the game total over by themselves, I think. And I don't know how Iowa scores more than a nine and a half, ten points, something like that. So I like Michigan, minus 22 and a half. That number actually came down a little bit today, too, um, on Wednesday. Yeah, as we were talking from like Dropped 23 to 22, 21 and a half at some places. I like Michigan all the way up to 24 and a half, to be quite honest. So give me Mason Blue. Win it big. Big 10 championship. All right, let's go off the grid a little bit here. The Mountain West title game between Boise State and UNLV. The game is being played, I believe it is, in Las Vegas. Yeah, and Sin City. Uh, yeah, I like Boise State here. Mm-hmm. I, I think that we've had kind of a, a rejuvenation from their team ever since they, they fired Andy Avalos, their head coach. Everyone thought, okay, the Boise State's done. You know, it was a it was a great program, but now they're on the on the downturn. But they come out and they beat Utah State and Air Force the last two weeks to get in to this yeah. game. And I think they just keep going. Spencer Danielson, interim coach, it seems like he's a guy who who might win the job or get the full time gig. He's uh, interviewed for the full time position. So like Boise State here to cover a, a short number, only minus two and a half against UNLV, who's had a great season under first year head coach Barry Odom. But I don't think they're as good as their record indicates. So. Give me the Broncos in this game, Mountain West title game, Saturday afternoon. All right, so we went off the grid for that. Are we going even more off the grid correct. with Colby's correct, bet? Correct. Oh, boy. This, okay. this bet is sponsored out. sponsored in part by our good friend Nick Wojcik, the Woj. Here we go. He we got to respect put this the on our radar last night, and ooh, baby, is it. Woo! Finger looking good. Taking the New Mexico State Liberty over. Now in September, they scored 50 points. They had a hundred, or sorry, not a hundred, eight hundred sixty-four total yards offense and four turnovers that kept the game under. Disgusting. Liberty and New Mexico are fantastic offensively, according to our dear friend Woj. They're really good at passing and getting chunk yards. We love that, guys. Right? We love chunk yards. That's good. Because on the ground, they're yards. just moving the ball, moving the ball, and then a chunk yard score. The over is going to soar, just like me this weekend. I'm going to fly. There's some wins. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. We got two pretty off-the-map bets, and I think that's that's why people come to stadium bets. And we got more bets on the way. NFL, our underdogs, our best bets, as normal, every weekend. We'll be right back here on Stadium Bets. Welcome back to Stadium Bets, NFL time. We got Colby, got Nate, I'm Ben, and Monty. Hoping for his Iowa over a half First half bet to hit. We're all, we're all looking forward to that. Uh, let's turn the page to the NFL for this Sunday's games. We've got a couple games we wanted to highlight, and then we're going to open up the war board for some more NFL bets. Let us start with Broncos at the Texans. Texans minus three and a half. Total is at 47. 
Nate, we'll start with you. The Texans have been the hot topic for the past couple of weeks with C.J. Stroud and company. Which way are you looking? Yeah, so the Broncos, though, five straight wins. I don't love betting teams kind of at the top of their market when we people know they're good. And, and maybe we're selling a little or I'm buying high on Denver here because of all the turnover luck that they've had. I don't know if it's luck, but they've forced 16 turnovers the last five games. So not sure that's sustainable. But getting three and a half here is too good to pass up. I know this line moved Monday from Texans minus three to minus three and a half. I'm just not sure if like the Texans are that good of a team yet where they need to win by four or more points for me to lose this bet. So I'll take a shot at Denver. Not my favorite bet of the week just because the spot isn't great for Denver off two big home wins and now they're going on the road. But getting the hook at three and a half, I'll have to take Denver in this one. I see that and I respect it. I'm going to go to the Texans minus three and a half because call me an idiot, but I am on the CJ Stroud train. I bet against the Texans last week and I won. Thank you. We're not going to clip that. You're an idiot. Um, I I think that after this Texans loss, I think they kind of are going to be able to go back to the drawing board and rework some things. The Jaguars are a very good team. It wasn't that bad of a loss for the Texans. I think they come back offensively. I think they can overwhelm the Broncos defense and the Broncos defense has been good since their winning streak has started. But this is a different Texans team than I think a lot of people have seen since the start of the season. Their offense is ninth in the league over the last three games in points per game. I think they'll be able to put a bunch on the Broncos. I'll take them a minus three and a half. Again, not a bet I feel super strong about, but I, I'm, I'm going to pick the Texans in this one. Colby? Yeah, I feel super strong about this one. Uh, we're taking the under. So it opened up at 44. It is climbing, and I'm not going to take it until I feel fully happy at the number. So it's at 47 and a half, you said. I'm going to wait a little bit. 47. If it's going up, I'm going to wait. Uh, the Broncos' defense has been great, as we've been talking about, compared to how they started the season. The under has gone under. It has, the under has gone under in four of their last five games, under 48 in six straight games. The Texans have gone under in two straight games. If the Broncos' defense can hold this fiery offense, we're getting the under in cashing. I like it. And the big game that we're all looking forward to watching, 49ers yeah. at the Eagles. Eagles coming off an overtime win against the Buffalo Bills, which definitely factors into how we're handicapping this game because I got a text. We all got a text on Sunday night right after it happened, and it said, Nate goes, I'm betting the 49ers plus one right when it opened. And we're like, we're tailing. And now look at this. We're recording on a Wednesday. 49ers have jumped to a three-point favorite. 46.5 is the total. Colby, we'll start with you. What do you like? So I'm taking the money line. I originally got it at minus 102 on Sunday. It's back-to-back weeks of the Eagles getting lucky, and I think this is the perfect game for them to... Monty, you mad at the, you mad, you mad at the number? Well, I'm not. I think this is the perfect game. We have you as, my, as minus three, though. You got to stick with it. Oh, whatever. I'll take, you I'll take the it? spread. Whatever. You got, you got, we know you got the money whatever. line at yeah. the price. I'll you take know, the spread. Right. I'll happily take the spread because this is the week <laughs> the Eagles get exposed. They're not as great as they've been coming off the last few weeks on primetime games. This is where they crumble and fall, and this is where the 49ers solidify themselves as the best team in the, in the NFL. If they haven't yes. done it already, this is the game. Preach. Sorry, Preach, didn't know baby. you guys did that. I apologize. No. Preach. Listen, the 49ers, when fully healthy, is they're, a really good dangerous. team. It's not the best team in the NFL. And you look at the Eagles, and I don't want to get into all the metrics and the nerd numbers and everything like that, but the metrics don't love the Eagles as much as I think the public and the numbers do. Eagles are a slightly above average team for a lot of, you know, DVOA stats and points per game, points per play, everything like that. But you look at San Francisco, they've had the number one points per play over the last three games. Their offense is absolutely humming, one of the best in the league. Their defense, we know, is outstanding as well. I don't think the Eagles are good enough, especially if Dallas Goddard doesn't play. 
I love the 49ers in this game. I love it even if he does play, but the 49ers are simply the better team in this matchup. The Eagles have gotten lucky in a lot of their games. 49ers all the way. They're just the more complete, better team, and they don't need to rely on luck to win a lot of their games. Yeah, I like the 49ers too. Obviously, put a lot, a lot of money group on them ride, Sunday. Group ride again. One of the reasons I, I like the Niners here is the Eagles defense was on the field for 92 plays against the Bills. You think about the week before, short week Monday night against the Chiefs, and you think about kind of like the big plays in that game, the MVS drop for the Chiefs. You have Allen missing Gabe Davis in the end zone in overtime, and you know those two plays flip, and the Eagles are now 8-3, and three, and I think this price would be more justified. So, as you said, Eagles have been very fortunate this year. Lucky. Numbers aren't great. The you know advanced stats not great, and the Niners. I mean, it's their game of the season. They've had this circled since the schedule makers dropped it in May. They lost in the NFC title game. Brock Purdy tore his UCL on their first possession. They've had extra time to prepare because they played Thanksgiving night against the Seahawks. So situationally, and just everything else, everything points to the 49ers. If this was minus two and a half, 49ers would be the best bet of the week for me. At minus three, I wouldn't lay it right now. I'd, I'd see if you can get you know minus two and a half. Yeah, I'm maybe, sure the public will come after. Maybe this guys number. like public yeah, loves Jalen Hurts. I, I think like maybe if Lane Johnson is the right tackle, who was a late scratch against the Bills, is in. Maybe we we get under a field goal and you can bet the Niners comfortably. Let's open up the board. We got some other bets in the NFL that we wanted to get to this week. We're gonna go right back to you, Nate. What do you like? Yeah, I like the Cleveland Browns, and I've used the Browns in this section them. four times this year, or three times this year. <laughs> Number three one Browns fan over here. Nate Week Jacobson. one against the Bengals, <laughs> easy win. Week three against the Titans, absolutely easy win. Yeah. A few weeks ago, went to war with DTR, and they won. It was ugly, but they won. You're you're the Browns whisperer. You so know what about Browns Let's go with whisper. the Browns. They might be starting Joe Flacco. Yes. I actually hope they're starting Joe Flacco, not P.J. Walker. If they're starting yeah. P.J. Walker, don't bet this. But Browns plus three and a half. Looks like Miles Garrett's okay after it sounded like a kind of a, a bad uh, injury or early injury news after the, the injury he sustained in Denver last week. But I just don't think the Rams should be laying over a field goal at home when there's going to be way more Browns fans in the building. And I don't know, the, the, uh, the Rams, they beat the Cardinals last week, but I don't think too much of the Cardinals, although I kind of like this week. But then two <laughs> weeks ago, they played the Seahawks and they really were a no-show for like three quarters. And then they came back and I... Don't think much of the Seahawks at all. So here we go. Give me the Browns over a field goal in the spot if Joe Flacco starts, and I fully expect it to happen. I love it. Well, you mentioned the Cardinals. I am on the Cardinals on the spread, oh. plus five and a half. Oh, the Steelers got over 400 yards. Oh, they're better without Matt Canada. No, they got one good game. This is the game where they were finally free of their offensive coordinator. The Cardinals now come in. <laughs> Tyler Murray's had three games to kind of get his feet under him and get used to the NFL speed after being injured. We're fading the hype around the Steelers. We're buying the Cardinals at what could be a pretty good price. I hope it gets to plus six. And Kyler Murray, the weird stat I found, he's better on the road than he is at home by a lot. He is 15 and three. He doesn't bring 13. his Xbox. He doesn't. No, that's he gets the focus at the team hotel. 15 and 13 on the road at home. He's 11 and 20. So Kyler Murray on the road, Funny. a different animal, playing a team that everyone's overhyped about. Oh, 400 yards. No, Cardinals plus five, plus six. Kind of like him on the money line as well. Colby? I'm taking the Patriots team total under at 17 and a half. The Patriots Ooh. are lifeless. This is a team that could be taking the number one overall pick away from the Bears. Patriots have scored okay. under this number in five of the last six games. They have scored under 10 points in two straight games. They are 31st in points per game at 13.5. Hammer, wow. it. Hammer it. Under. 
All right, we are going to take a break and get dressed up. Oh. We have our underdogs. We have our best bets. That's all coming up next on Stadium Bets. Welcome back to Stadium Bets. It's our favorite block of the show. We dress up. We look very stupid, and we give our underdogs and best I think bets. I look so let's good. start with our underdogs of the weekend. You do. You do. Thank the, you. the hairstyle, I love it, and I think people should should love it as well. Underdogs of the week. Colby, give the bets that you like for underdog of the week because I'm telling you. Other things that look great. Uh, Alabama beating sure. Georgia. I love chaos. You love chaos. I root for chaos every single day of my life. Everyone does. This is the perfect game for Georgia to get upset and embarrassed by Crimson Tide. Man, I know you have other thoughts. Totally oh, I 100% to agree. I like it. That's a nice little hair swoop. Uh, I think Nick Saban and his team been preparing all week True. for this game. All, all year. season for this game, to be honest. And all the underdogs that were an option, Alabama seemed the likeliest to win. So I'll take them. Nate? Let's stay with the Alabama theme and take a quarterback who led the Crimson Tide over Georgia in this very game two years ago. Bryce Young. Not yeah. so good in Carolina. The NFL hasn't been great. They fire Frank Reich after 11 games. But now they're catching five and a half, five in Tampa Bay. The Bucs aren't a good enough team to be laying that many points. Maybe the first game after firing the head coach gives Carolina a bump. And I think they're live to win outright. All right, let's go to our best bets. And Nate's wearing the cone of shame, the hat to caution people to stay away. A little cold on the best bets, but what do you like this weekend? Yeah, moved into last place, so it's it's disappointing, but wow. let's just go. And, I was there, and, and it's and, not fun. And let's lay it. Lay it with Michigan. <laughs> minus 22 and a half. He's, he's taking the points. This is a rematch from two years ago, and it's a much worse Iowa team, and it's a much better Michigan team. So before Monty says anything about how it was a close game for 30 minutes... <laughs> Two years ago, <laughs> it's a little bit of different of a situation. So Iowa did win 10 games, but they were last in uh, total offense per game yeah. or yards per game. And it's because they were playing a lot of bad teams in the Big Ten West and bad weather. Well, now you have a huge step up in class against Michigan indoors in perfect weather. I think Michigan scores five touchdowns by themselves to go Ooh, over the total. I love it. And because of that, they're going to cover the 22 and a half. So go Michigan. I'm on board with that one. Let's go to the Big 12 championship, Texas. Not to cover, not to win. Team total over 34 and a half. Oklahoma State, bad defense. They're 96th in points per play allowed over the last three, 92nd in points per game allowed over the last three. Texas is averaging 37 points a game over the last three. It matches up perfectly. Texas is trying to get in the college football playoff. They're going to be scoring a lot of points over 34 and a half. Finish us out. Taking a little par Lizzie. We're taking Troy Moneyline and Liberty Moneyline. Troy's going up against Appalachian State, who's been red hot, and I think it's time for them to uh, cool off a little bit. That, that upset over JMU at JMU at game day, hey, whatever. Troy has something that I just I love it. They have defense. Yes. They're 10th in scoring D. They're 14th in rush D. 15th in third down defense and 7th in sacks. Oh, And then you love got it. Liberty. Mm, we talked well. about Liberty. Their offense is too explosive. Pew, 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 pew. The, New Mexico State's not going to be able to hold it. They're going to be explosive. They're going to win. Give me, give me this little parlizzi. It's the first one since Monty's little Iowa bet. Yeah, you're excited. We're excited. We hope you're excited. Good luck to everybody this weekend. We'll see you next week.